0: It's my podcast today. Change, change, change. Of course we're talking about change. Of course, why not? So, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, too. The truth too. <inaudible> <inaudible> so here's my podcast. L. Hey, what's going on? Today is August the 1st, uh 2022. It's now 7 o'clock p.m. I hope that you've had a good day. And if you're tuning in on your drive home or maybe you've just gotten home, uh, so glad that you have locked in with us uh, yet again. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Um, got a lot of feedback uh, last week from our discussion And so I'm looking forward to adding some more um, uh, information, content uh, to the Internet. Uh, This thing is intended to help leaders. And by the way, let me just say this also, um, while I'm sharing with you, I'm growing with you, right? So it's not that all of the answers are given here, but certainly there are some things that we want to add to the conversation. So anyways, today um, we're going to be talking about blank pieces of paper, blank pieces of paper. And of course, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the importance of meetings, uh, importance of meetings. Now, let me just say this uh, as one who has led literally hundreds, maybe by now thousands of meetings. Because uh, not all meetings are formal. Some uh, meetings are informal, some are formal, but, you know, we, we as leaders, we're constantly uh, meeting to talk and, and dialogue with different people about different things. So let me just say this off the top. Um, I have a specific uh, methodology around how I do meetings. Um, I'm not saying that I'm the only one that does meetings, but I usually have some pretty good meetings. Sometimes they can be a little bit long uh, because at times I think I'm a little bit long-winded, but I do enjoy um, when a good meeting helps to kind of bring things all together. So here's a conversation that I've had uh, with different individuals and I think so far I've disagreed with maybe about 80 or 90% of them as it relates to meetings. Here is what I believe. I don't believe that anybody that is leading a meeting should ever go into the room without an agenda. Now, let me just explain this to you. When I say agenda, uh, some people get nervous, right? Because people think that when you're talking about an agenda, it means that you're trying to do something to manipulate or push your own agenda. You have your own ideas and you're uh, trying to force people to come alongside with you. No, that's not what I mean. When I say agenda, I mean it in the purest of ways, meaning that when you go into a meeting to have a conversation with anybody about anything, you should have a direction that you are thinking about long before you have the conversation. Now, Specific to to, uh, today's conversation around blank pieces of paper, I also see that there is a connection, not just to how we lead meetings, but even in terms of mentoring and relationships, right? So when I think about it, even from a mentorship perspective... I don't think that it would be wise uh, for somebody to come and see you and you're supposed to be helping them uh, to become better leaders, stronger leaders, navigate what it means to be a leader. And when they arrive, you're like, "Okay, hey, what do you want to talk about today? Well, that might be cool for the first three or four times. But after a while, if I'm being mentored with somebody that does not have a clear uh, direction as to where they would like me to go, then after a while I may check out, even though there's rich information Because I'm not able to see it and pull it together and see how it all comes together. Now, the same thing is also true of uh, relationship conversations. And of course, that's a little bit more tricky, right? Nobody goes into a conversation where you are talking to a friend, a spouse, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, with a piece of paper that says, today I want to talk to you about these five things. Uh, The reality is nobody does that. And yet at the same time, I'm challenged by Uh, Maybe suggesting this, that maybe some of our conversations, especially the critical ones, the crucial ones, uh, things where you're hoping to see change happen in the relationship, maybe those conversations would be a lot more pointed and directed if people had a sense of, here's what I want to talk about, and ultimately, here is the ask that I would like to see happen by the time we get to these relationship conversations. So, Let's move back then to these blank pieces of paper as it relates to meetings. I never, absolutely never go into a meeting without having an agenda because I cannot afford to not be clear on why I am now wasting people's time because I'm not sure of where I want to go. So here's the thing with meetings, right? Um, I think that most organizations that are thriving and growing and uh, developing, they should have some type of a strategic plan, right? They have a goal, they have something that they have in mind and that's on a macro level, on a large level, meaning that they would like to see something happen over the first three months, six months, one year, five, uh, seven year plan. However far along you are planning within your organization, Every one of your meetings are intended to lead you in that particular direction. So here's the thing. We know that most organizations, they'll have that mission, vision, and core value thing or your value statements. However you want to coin it, we're still talking about why we do what we do and how are we going to arrive there. As a result of having a blank piece of paper, uh, I, I think that it leaves too much room Um, For a lot of feedback from those individuals who may be in the room That may not have a good understanding of what you're trying to do in the broader sense And now you're in a room, you don't have a direction You're not using your mission, your vision, your core values And now you're pretty much having a conversation and saying to individuals Let's just go ahead and kind of talk about this thing and whatever the best idea is that comes out of this meeting, maybe we can implement some of these things. I don't think that that's wise. I I, I think that um, great leaders, even if they have a small agenda or a large agenda, I think that great leaders are always clear on how each meeting is going into the next meeting and the next meeting, which ultimately brings them to a place where they have some actionable items that will ultimately bring them closer to the mission and the vision um, statement of the actual organization. So one of the reasons why I don't go into a meeting with a blank piece of paper is because by organizing my thoughts or my ideas, or my agenda items before I get into the meeting, then technically I've already had the initial meeting before the meeting. And here's the truth. How many times have we been in the room And uh, somebody has an agenda that's like all over the place. And it doesn't mean that the items were not fun to think about, but their items are like all over the place. So now uh, they're talking about all of these different things. and, And to the one that is like discerning and organized in the room, there's a level of frustration there because they're like, okay, how do these six different items help us to be a stronger organization? How do they also help us to become much more uh, community-centered? How are they going to help us to be much more innovative uh, so that we can create this, pl- this plan and this way forward? By going into a room without an agenda, you uh, run the risk of having a great meeting that doesn't lead you any further forward. Now, complete transparency, um, earlier in my... Uh, years of life in business and in ministry, there were a couple of times that I walked into a room and I was like, okay, um, so what do we wanna talk about? And the thing is, what I found in those moments is that individuals who are not happy with the direction that you are going on, uh, those individuals, they they had the platform in those meetings. Uh, you know, why aren't we doing this? This isn't happening right. And, you know, if it were up to me, this is what I would be doing. And the reality is, here's the truth. Um, it's not that I quell um, the conversation. I do want to hear what everyone has to say. But when I'm in a legitimate leadership Meeting, I'm not necessarily there unless it's on the agenda to uh, field all of the things that are not doing um happening well. I'm actually there to continue to move the organization forward, and maybe I should say this: um, there are times where I have called meetings where those meetings are not necessarily to uh, address um, the mission, the the, the the vision, the core values. They have just been to sit down and talk and, and evaluate how are we doing based on what we're doing. I think that there's a time and there is a place for that. I think that there's a time and a place for uh, those that are working with you, working for you, we need to hear what they have to say. But by and large, if most of your meetings, your core meetings, are spent talking about what is not right and what is not happening, then at the end of the day, you may find that you continue to kind of spin your wheels in the mud uh, because ultimately, people need to be clear on where you are going Why are you going in that direction, and how are they going to help to reinforce that because they're working alongside with you? Now, with that being said, I always come back to this. In these meetings, is there a continuum? Is there a continuum? Now, I've seen some individuals, uh, they don't necessarily do it that way. I mean, I have some agenda items that I'm using uh, consistently, uh, throughout the the, the the months and the years, um, I want to make sure that as I'm looking at the agenda, looking at the meeting minutes that have come out of it, I'm constantly going back to where we started to see whether or not we are on target to getting to where we said we wanted to be. And I think that that's important, right? Because ultimately what ends up happening is... All of these different meetings that you are doing, whether they are monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly, all of these meetings are intended to move you in a specific direction, right? Now, let's also talk a little bit about this. Um, Most people that work within the organization, unless they are in upper leadership they don't have to constantly be in the room to answer the questions in a broader sense about where we are going so respectfully what ends up happening is they have a purview based on what it is that they are doing uh, and they may be very skilled and very understanding in terms of what it is that they are doing in those moments but they don't always necessarily see the broader picture Now, I'm also not trying to be disrespectful, right, because I'm not also saying here that only managers and VPs and CFOs and all those other individuals that make up your core team, your leadership team, I'm not saying that they know it all. I'm not saying that they have all of the answers, and I'm not also saying that we always get it right. However... Individuals that are not consistently having to keep their finger on the pulse of the direction of the organization, they're not necessarily completely, uh, and of course, this is a generalization, they're not necessarily thinking about how all of these different things are working together to make um, a system that is extremely congruent where there is a. Uh, the ability now to move the organization forward. Now, back to what I said before, um, when I have had an agenda where I've sat down and maybe spent about an hour and a half looking at it, anticipating some questions, looking at some blind spots, in those moments, even if nobody agreed with me, it still ended up being a great meeting because as a leader, I have to be clear on why we are doing, what we are doing, and I also have to anticipate what the questions may be based on what it is that we are doing. Now, the other thing is, is that aside from these major meetings, Um, This is where subcommittees become so important, I think, to every organization, right? Uh, And when I say a subcommittee, it doesn't mean that that subcommittee is the primary committee. No, what it means is the subcommittee, their responsibility in part is to deal with some of the things that you may not necessarily be able to handle in a broader board meeting. And I think that this is important, right? Because what happens is... And I'm sure that as leaders, you've been there before, you go into this meeting, right? And somebody begins to now explain uh, the minutia of something that really is not significant for that particular space, right? Um, And what do I mean by that? Well, uh, some people think that board meetings are intended to hash out the ideas of what it is that they are doing. No, no, no. Board meetings should be spent uh, giving an overview Voting on things that are actionable And then if we need to kind of like drill down a little bit more And focus on and talk about some other things Then here's the reality That's what the subcommittee is for That's what the departmental meetings are for I'm not sure that everybody understands the various levels, right? Like, I would never expect that a VP of any organization would be spending a lot of their time talking about things that the manager or the supervisor or the team lead would be focusing on in their meetings. Uh, The moment they begin to have those kinds of conversations, they are no longer operating based on what they have been hired to do. If you are a VP, your responsibility is to think VP. It doesn't mean that you don't have an understanding of what's happening at the different layers um, that are lower. And I say lower, but you understand what I mean. I don't mean that it's less significant, but your job is to have the eagle view. Right, Um, because you are flying above all of these conversations and you're trying to make sure that the information is consolidated in such a way that when you answer to those who may be above you, you're able to talk about the whole thing and not get stuck on a part of those things. Now, here's the other thing. Um, Without an agenda, anybody can say something that railroads the conversation. And I just want to stress this. Anybody can say anything when you don't have a clear agenda. Now, somebody's probably asking themselves, so how do you do this thing? Well, uh, especially for my board meetings, I always have an objective at the top of my agenda, okay? I have an objective at the top. I want people to know, even though we've been doing a lot of things virtually, this is what I am doing in this meeting. The reason why we are meeting today is because we just want to discuss this, okay? Now, why would I do it that way? Because by the time we get to the end of the meeting, one of the questions I always ask is this, is everyone clear On what it is that we've discussed in this meeting Do you understand why we are doing this In this meeting In light of our mission, vision, and core value I do that all the time Maybe some might even get tired of hearing that And the reason why I'm asking is not because I'm the smartest person in the room. Like there are super intelligent people uh, that I've always had an opportunity to sit with that are smarter than me. They've got more things uh, that they can offer. But when I'm sitting in the seat of leadership, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm facilitating in in an ongoing conversation that is intended to move the organization forward. Now, the last part of this conversation is this. The agenda is important along with the meeting minutes and so on and so forth, as well as the objective of each uh, meeting that we will have. Here's why. Because at the end of the day, you want to be able to look back in a year and see where it is that you either thrived or see where it is that you may have had some losses, right? Right. So the only way to evaluate whether or not you've done things well, if you consistently go with a blank piece of paper, how are you going to track backwards to see whether or not you've had your hand on the pulse, whether or not you had your scope pointed at the bullseye, unless you know exactly what it is that you have been doing. And here's the thing. Between the agenda and the meeting minutes, you can also evaluate where it is that you may have lost time And and here's the thing. Sometimes we all do lose a little bit of time because when we begin to get some momentum in an area that may be uh, more of where our strengths are, we have a tendency of leaning in that direction. But if we do so, there are some blind spots and some uh, weaker um, areas in the work that we have to do that we may neglect because we are not um, very good at it. And so here's the thing. When we have an agenda and we are consistently sticking to that, that also allows for you to delegate and get other individuals involved in areas, A, that you may not have time for, or B, in areas that you may not necessarily have the gifts and abilities. Now, final thought, and then we're going to wrap this thing down. You ought not be going to these meetings with blank uh, pieces of paper Because you're never going to be somewhere forever. Let me just tell you, one of the greatest frustrations that I have had as a leader is when I arrive somewhere and I want to take a look at the notes um, based on what my predecessor may have done. And when I arrive there and I begin to look at what he and or she has done, and I'm not clear on what it is that they were doing so that I can continue on to reinforce that which is already happening, it's difficult. I think that there's nothing worse than having the interruption that um, happens when you have a change in leadership and the person that is coming in afterwards is unable to, uh, reinforce that which is already happening because they're not clear on how it is that they arrived there, and I think that this is the issue, right? Because sometimes we think as leaders that we're going to be somewhere for an extended period of time. We're always going to be there, and so we've literally created an entire system around us. But when we leave then and we are no longer there and we no longer have the connections to the relationships and the people that we've been working with, the person that comes after you suffers because, first of all, you can't necessarily get stuff done unless you have a relationship with the people that are there. So without being clear on what it is that they were doing before, you may start getting work done, but it's undoing that which was happening before. Again, there's a lot more that we could have discussed on this topic today, but I'm just kind of trying to whet your appetite on the importance of not going into a meeting with a blank piece of paper. You have to have an objective for every meeting that you are going to have or else you're going to be meeting out. And let me just tell you, it's a very difficult uh, place to be when people no longer want to come to meetings because they perceive that you are beginning to waste their time. Now, here's the thing. In these meetings, not everybody's going to agree. And so that sometimes can create a little bit of fall, um, fall off. But the reality is, if you have a clear direction on where you're, where you're going, and each meeting reinforces that, I suspect that long term, you're going to get more done. My name is Andre Anderson, I'm both founder and owner of this thing, and this is BSTL. We're building something that lasts, but we want to make sure that we're building, but not with blank pieces of paper. Nice having you on, I hope that this is a blessing to you, and again, if you want to send us any information, some feedback, feel free to do so at bstlinc21 at gmail.com. Take care. All right, everybody, this is the recap um, that we have uh, for today's podcast. Number one. Uh, The reason why we do not bring blank pieces of paper to any meeting is that it ensures that you are well prepared to provide clarity and useful time management. Number two, it maintains your overall strategic plan with respect to mission, vision, and core values. Number three, it also provides a space for action items to be delegated to the various subcommittees that are also accountable to your board. Number four, it also allows board members to have updates consistently, as well as it gives them an opportunity to have more of an eagle eye view and or perspective of where the organization is going. Number five, if and when you leave your leadership position, the new leader will be able to maintain and follow your continuum. Number five, by not coming to a meeting with a blank piece of paper, It will ensure that the objectives that you have, which are located at the top of your agenda, those things will be followed through. That's it for today. See you next time.